Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. So good to be back with you today. And today we're talking about getting up to speed quickly with remote work. What comes to mind for you with this topic? I'm thinking this is a very important conversation for our listeners today. So I'm looking forward to exploring it with you, Jen. Absolutely. Well, you know, remote work has been around for many, many moons now, as probably some of our listeners have heard our stories going back, not just into the last decade, but for myself into the early 1990s. And I think we're at a really unique moment in time for so many pressures, whether it's economic pressures, health pressures, political pressures, or even environmental factors that are making organizations large and small look at remote work. Uh, For many organizations today, it actually may be becoming a reality or a necessity to keep operations going. And so I think, again, part of our vision in in these conversations here is to be a place that people can tap into uh, to explore what's required as you move into the remote space. And today's topic really is about how do you do that quickly if you need to move your team, your operations quickly into the remote space. Hmm, Such an important topic. And I can think of so many scenarios where you would need to know this information. Just even if you're already an established remote worker, perhaps you're going to move location. All these things that we're going to talk about, these key essential elements to focus on will be beneficial to our listeners. What are we going to kick things off with? Well, I thought in today's episode, we could get into like about five or six different granular areas. And I know there's one that you're super passionate about, which is where we want to start the conversation, focus on the end result. So Michelle, tell us a little bit about, again, like as you work with remote professionals or maybe in your own work, um, how does focusing on the end result get you going, get you some traction in this space? I would say two things that are coming to mind are motivation and intention. So I spend a lot of time in the morning before my day ever starts thinking about the flow of my day, thinking about who I'm going to be talking to, what tools I will use. I actually use my imagination and picture myself doing it. And I even end my day. I spend time just kind of using my imagination, thinking about spending time with my family, eating dinner together. So I really do think through my day, set my intention, um, and do what I like to call just heart work 
for the day before I even actually execute it. I know that you talk about focus on the end result. Stephen Covey has been huge in your life. What would you have to say about this? Absolutely. Well, I go back to, you know, some of my early work as a leader and was was privileged in many respects to attend a Stephen Covey workshop that our boss funded for the whole organization. And like what I really remember of those days was just the mantra of start with the end in mind. And as a remote leader in those days, it was so critical. That really became such a pivot point in terms of our team experience. And again, I was managing people um, in one of my last roles, uh, working for other people as a sub-regional manager. So I had staff in 10 countries. We got together for a day and a half a year. That was all that was budgeted for. And really for all of them, their work was high priority, high profile, needed a lot of um, you know tools to do their work. And so as a leader, as a remote leader, it's critical that we are always helping people focus on the end result, right? When we're working remote, when we're working from different locations, when we are a distributed workforce, are we talking about what success will look like? Are we having a few minutes to focus in on like, what is that end result we're all aiming for? And are we really checking for understanding? (laughs) This is the uniqueness. In a remote space, we don't get to see each other's world every day. We might see a little part of the screen. And so are we checking for understanding as well? Mm. And I would say, and this isn't, you know, this is not a a paid endorsement, but really have been an advocate and, and lover of all Stephen Covey's writing throughout the years in terms of like how those are tools that can help all of us, whether we're remote or not. Mm, So important. And I would say listeners, tune in to that question that Jennifer just asked. Are you checking for understanding? This is important in our world today and even more vital in the remote space. I think you have to check for understanding, kind of flex that muscle and get used to following up, just naturally following up. So how does that help you roll into the next essential element of being clear and concise? Well, be clear and concise. And I think brevity and conciseness is key in any workplace today. But as I like to say, it's critical in remote conversations. We have limited windows. People have limited ears and eyes to read. So what's the key message that you want to or need to deliver? Is that message being framed in a way that is one, understood or understandable? Also, are we making a specific call to action? Uh, There's been a lot of research done in terms of how people read email, for example. If we are sending an email, is our subject line clear? Does it actually directly ask people to take action? And if so, by when? Is a response needed? Um, Is that email bulleted out, right? We read things when they are bolded, when they're bulleted. If it's just a big long paragraph, the message may actually get lost in translation. And that's even if we're just working in one language. So being clear and concise is critical. And that also goes into this sort of the next one that I wanted to share, which is looped in again to this notion of clarify. Are we clarifying things? Are we um, making some assumptions 
again, you and I work in different locations, different countries. And so even in our relationship, it's so key that we're, you know, spending extra time to just check in, like, has something occurred in your area that my, I might not be aware of? It's always key that we're clarifying and checking in, in terms of how are we operating? And this has new team implications. So again, when you think of clarify and clarity, what comes to mind for you, Michelle, in your remote relationships? I think key check-in points, like set those consistent times to check in with each other, clarify the forms of communication, you know, respect each other's boundaries. I think you have to have more conversations when you're working virtually. Yeah. And I, I love that you've brought us into this whole arena, you know, as we get up to speed quickly as a team, are we thinking about the different ways that people prefer to work, right? If we've been an intact team face-to-face and now need to move to the remote space, how are we communicating with others? Here's a good way to connect with me or here's where I would naturally go to look for information. We really want to be clear on um, just the different work channels. And as a team, if we're part of a team, what's expected? You know, part of remote work is it can become very fluid, which is very liberating and and gives us a real sense of autonomy. But it also may mean that things get really wide. So what's expected from the entire team in terms of being on, um, you know, showing up and being available? Are there core work hours that we are now asking people to maintain? And that's pretty common in larger organizations that are global in size. There may be some common core work hours across different time zones so that if people want to call a meeting, it's within that, within that range. And I think with that clarity, right, there are little things that actually become big things. To your point that we need to be very intentional on communication and communicating in different ways and making sure that we're checking in, we also want to be very clear that things get magnified so much in the remote space. We'll talk more on this, I think, in a future episode. But as you're getting up to speed quickly, like notice the issues that are not getting addressed. Mm-hmm. Notice the issues that aren't being raised. And these little issues um, can become very quickly large issues. Ooh, that's so important. Thank you for sharing that valuable information. And I'm also thinking like if you're working virtually, And you come to an agreement on something, anchor it in writing in some way because Mm -hmm. you're going to want to go back to it and you're not in the same office space with that person. So put that visual anchor there um, and really clearly define the, like you said, the expectation and go back and visit it every once in a while. Just make it part of your natural routine of, is this working for you? What needs to be different? You got it. And that's one of our themes that we've been bringing in, right? Like make it visual. And again, in writing effective virtual conversations, that was like such a big theme um, that I saw in the work that I was doing and was seeing in the work of virtual facilitators. Certainly, we are moving really to an, an era where if we look at Instagram, you know, it's not just... Um, it's not just people that are using it, businesses are using it. If we look at younger generations, think about how they're using the visual anchors as well. So be thinking about what's going to work for you, your team, and and that's part of setting the team up for success. And beyond that, we also want to think about the practical and tactical things. So if people are having to transition quickly into a remote working environment, 
do they have the necessary equipment, right? Do they have a space dedicated to work? Um, if we are asking people to continue working as they have been in an in-person environment, what might need to get set up in terms of privacy or even security? Um, are people expected to use their own devices or are we uh, giving people devices? So there's a lot of what can be perceived as very gray areas and to this whole notion of clarify and be concise and be specific. We want to be very aware of how do we set people up for success from a, a practical get work done in a way. And, and I would say, you know, what the research is showing, there was a great study by, headed by uh, Professor Nicholas Bloom several years ago, which looked at what happened to productivity. And productivity actually went up in a study he was doing in the travel industry. I believe it was the travel industry. And there was actually a, a, an increase in productivity into the remote space. So if you're having to transition over to the remote space now, now's just a little good time, I would say, to start noticing your metrics. And metrics is a big theme of the work in Plan Do Track, the workbook of Planner for Remote and Virtual Professionals. I think this is an opportunity for each of us to also notice what's happening to our workflow, what's happening to our productivity, what's happening to our meeting time, all of these very interesting things that like if you're new to this, start tracking now and, and just grab a monthly daily tracker and handwritten or on, your, on an Excel spreadsheet, really start noticing what and where you're spending your time. There comes that familiar, show me the metrics from our other <laughs> Show me the metrics. <laughs> I love it. Talking about that importance. And also, I just want to weave back to our very first talking point today, which was focus on the end result. So as you're listening to this and you're, as you're considering getting up to speed quickly for whatever reason, use your imagination. Visualize your day. Visualize yourself being productive. Visualize yourself using that plan, do, track or whatever resource you have taking metrics. Uh, imagine yourself you know, communicating effectively, seeing a positive outcome. Actually do that work. Do that hard work. Put that on your calendar too. So when you're thinking not only are the to-do items, but also the think-through items, give yourself that gift. And something else that you talk about too is routine, finding the routine. What are some tips that you would like to share about getting up to speed quickly? Mm, well, we're each going to have our own preferences, right? I, I still, after all these years, get up way before the crack of dawn because for 15 years of my life, my work cycle was aligned with the sun up and sun down. When I worked in the jungles of South America, when I was working in headquarters in the Caribbean, you know, life rotated around the six to six. And I still do that. People think I might be a bit crazy, but you know what? I love those early morning hours of just full on. I'm not with a client who's perhaps in Asia or the Middle East. I really savor this time. And so that's part of my morning routine, right? For others, it might be an evening routine. So what are the routines that are going to work for you? And if you're working remote, you may now find yourself working from home. <laughs> and just as we've shared in a recent episode, you know, that can introduce some interesting uh, opportunities as well as challenges. So if you are having to work remote, just notice that there may be 
um, a, a period of time of adjustment, not just for you, but for your loved ones as well, or roommates, right? We all have different living arrangements, but it is not, when you work from home, it's not just about yourself. It's about everyone else. So really be noticing as well your self-discipline in terms of when you're on and when you get uh, when you get sort of, I wouldn't want to say the word triggered, but you notice that there are certain things that need to get done around the house, perhaps, <laughs> that become a bit of a procrastination point mm-hmm. rather than a, I'll do that later. How about you? Like, what do you notice about your routine and those that you support, Michelle? Listen, your family, the people close to you will speak loudest to you if you'll listen. And I remember my husband, he's like, I think you need to set some office hours, you know, just for yourself. And I have friends that are, they give me fun reminders. Like they'll remind me to get out of the office and go have fun because I work in my passion area. So I can actually work more. I can work harder. I can get in the zone. And the temptation is to remain there too long. And I also like what you said, don't just consider yourself, consider the people that are in your space. And that includes your family. Sometimes I'll just leave my space just so they can have the house to themselves because they used to have it when I worked corporate, you know? And it's important that this isn't just seen as an office space, but that it's attached to my home as well. So... Absolutely. And again, what's the routine? Maybe there is like for me, it's it's getting in a swim multiple times a week. And so that time can be different every day. But if I don't put it in the calendar, what's going to happen? It's gone. Oh, so it so self-care. Yeah. yeah. And, and we need to be on, right? If we are in our own business, or even if we're working remote for someone else, there are always going to be emails coming in, especially if you're part of a team that spans time zones, right? Like the work, the work will not stop. And it can be even easier, I think, for remote workers to really start to say yes to everything, right? There's a real art form in the skill of negotiation. And I think we'll probably earmark an upcoming episode to that whole topic of influence and negotiation because it's not healthy to be on all the time, yet it becomes very easy with our devices, not just for remote workers, but for everyone. So how are you renewing? How are you focusing in on the things that are important to you and your loved ones around you? Mm, so good. I'm. My heart is stirring about all the future episodes where we can expand on these conversations. But I just want to say thank you for today. Thank you for listening to us. Hopefully, you're walking away with some tips to really set you up quickly. And Jennifer, we're going to have a resource too that they can tap into if they need to, right? That'll of course. That and conversation. Yeah, just a reminder, head on over to remotepathways.com. That's our website. And for each of our episodes, there is a digital download. Use those. I started getting some emails actually from listeners who have said, I really love the fact that you've got a free download. (laughs) So we want to equip you, right? Part of Michelle and my work as coaches, for me as a writer, it's like, let's get you the tools you need so that you can be doing the work. And again, we would expect that these are things that you're going to adjust and adapt for your environment and your context. And please share on with others. Um, You know, there is lots that we all need in the remote workspace. We hope that in return, maybe you join us for an upcoming community call. And just a reminder that throughout 2020, we are hosting those on the first Thursday of every month. They start at 7 a.m. Eastern. 
And we would invite you whatever time of day it is, bring a beverage of your choice and you know, join us as we dig further into a conversation around many of these topics that we're touching on. What's different with the community calls is that it's a dialogue, right? It's a two-way conversation. And in our first few, we've really heard from our listeners and attendees that they love them. So they're interactive calls on Zoom. Come and join us, please. Mm, Thank you. Love that invitation. Hope to see you there. And we'll see you in the next episode. Take care, everyone.